0: The phantom has a thousand eyes and a thousand ears. The phantom can be at many places at once. You never find the phantom. He finds you. Nobody argues with the phantom and wins. Never point a gun at the phantom. When the phantom asks, you answer. No man can refuse the voice of the phantom. The voice of the angry phantom freezes a tiger's blood. Better to stare into the tiger's eyes than into the cold eyes of the angry phantom. The phantom will never refuse a challenge. Phantom, rough on roughnecks. Hello and welcome to episode 304 of Under the Call of MS. This is the normal comics and multiple sclerosis health episode, Tuesday episode. I'm going to start out with Absolution by Christos Cage. I have the first five issues by Avatar Comics. This is a very interesting character. Main character in here. I'm not even sure what Absolution means. If that's just a name for the comic run or what. it's I don't know. It's not this character's name, but the main character in the storyline is a guy that can make these, this blue aura, uh, like a blue shield type shield. It's a blue atmosphere that comes out of his body. It can form into whatever he wants it to form into. He can build a shield around his body, he can turn it into spikes, he can do a ton of things. He just controls this blue mist-like stuff. And this first issue, he starts out right off the bat with uh, an evil entity that's kidnapping women and torturing them. And we've come across how this main character is stuck with all these horrid visions in his head because he's been chasing child traffickers, uh, molesters, murderers, uh, rapists, all these people, and he's been finding a lot of things with children that he's been dealing with that these images are stuck in his mind and he can't get it out of his head it ends up taking things into his own hands and taking care of a bunch of entities along the way and while this is going on we come across a f- couple other characters that he works with a priest-like character that's got the power of faith and he can do and he has his special powers so other ladies got like super strengths and stuff, and she helps out. They come across a gal in a motorcycle helmet with a sword that's they find in a warehouse that she took out a whole Yakuza group and sliced them up. Kind of when I ordered this, I was kind of thinking this is kind of a hit hit girl style thing focusing on the girl with the sword. But this focuses all mainly on him and the characters around him. And he's his police organization, organization that he works for and his wife's also part of that police organization. But he just gets to the point where he's tired of all these horrible people doing all these things and decides to take certain things into his own hands. And then we find out that another character that is part of a few bad characters that they've been searching for happens to know what he's been doing and what's going on and kind of, kind of documented it somewhat and made a deal where here, here I'll give you a list of really bad people and you go take care of them. And they start working together that way. And the cops are trying to find certain things out and who's doing these different killings. And and he does a good job of making it look like it was naturally done by someone else. And, his powers allow him to do some pretty pretty interesting things with his uh, techniques to hide other issues, but along the way we his wife's hunting the characters that are killing everybody while her boyfriend's doing it while another entity's controlling him and he's not working as good with his partners and there's no major problems or anything. He's just like, he's taking care of things mostly on his own on the side and that can get his partners in trouble. And some things do happen where the one partner ends up having her kids kidnapped and stuff. They also deal with a fire character uh, that can can burst things in the flames and start fires pyro pyrotype. type, but he's not impervious to flames. So he burned half his body by getting used to his powers. It just, this is very interesting. It just was not at all what I was thinking. I was getting myself into when I ordered this, this set of five comics, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, Basically, you'll see, uh, package deals of comics by, like, Warren Ellis and stuff, like I bought the Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Deads in the past and talked about some of them. And, uh, that's kind of how I came across this. I didn't know who Christos Cage was. Uh, the artwork's nice by Roberto Vallecava. Uh... Storylines are great as quick reads, but I was hoping the five issues would have been a complete run, but it leaves you hanging on issue five. So I'm gonna have to get a little deeper into that, find out which ones I'm missing along the way, and see if I can come up with them. But eh, it was. Way more in, well I can't say enjoyable, I and mean, there's a lot of shitty people in those books, but it was a good story and a a good strong story and a good I liked all the characters I know mean, where you meet Christ I want to say about a dozen different super powered characters throughout that those five issues, so I'd like to see more from some of them characters, see where they go. I mean, the one uh, religious character he reminds me of—priest or preacher. I really haven't learned enough about his powers or the other girl's power, other than her strengths and stuff. So I'm not sure where their, how far their powers go. And then we checked out Dirtbag Rapture. This is number three. Not sure how long this story's gonna go I wish they'd give us a basic end cap uh, suggestion if it's gonna' cause I think I already have it ordered up to six so I'm not sure how far it'll go beyond this I mean this could be a long ongoing story. I could see that somewhat but in this one we get to meet up with a demon. That happens to talk to our ghostly apprentice, our ghost ghost whisperer, our ghost ghost relocator gal cat. Uh but this Demon takes over a character's body. And then talks her into doing a thing. Still wants her to go to. France. And. Deliver a body. So they can take over the. They apparently need like two more bodies. Or souls. To. Allow these demons to come into earth. And be human form or whatever and be able to do what they want and cause a bunch of mischief and problems on earth. And so she's like, yeah, screw it. I'm sick of all this shit. I'll, I'll get you a body to Paris and we'll be done with this. And you guys can do whatever you want with the earth. And she's not using her head and she's all drugged up half the time not paying attention to what her consequences could be. Along the way, we also have an angel that's trying to help her figure this all out and learn more about it and get her on the right path. And it just gets deeper and deeper into that story. And you got to read it to find out what happens when they show up I and mean, she decides the fate of her last victim and she also has a new victim that she's dealing with so you got to check it out see what you think i'm enjoying it i don't know if i'll go beyond 6 issues we will see see what the storylines doing by then but I'm sure with her giving in to her temptations and stuff, they'll probably drag this out into some other things for a little further further storyline. So we will just have to see. And we checked out Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour. This is number four. We go... Further along on the little honeymoon of Harley and Ivy, they're partying, having fun, getting together finally by themselves. And they notice that there's some big sludge waste, nuclear waste monster or something, taking over a city and Zatanna and Cyborg are getting damaged by it. The character calls itself mephitic. He thinks he's the best poisonous villain out there. Unlike a certain plant that gives you an annoying rash. Uh, But Harley and Ivy happen to see this. And there's a Vixen character that she's kind of, I thought when I first seen her, I'm thinking Panther. But this is DC, so Panther's not in here. That would be dynamite. But she's got that character feel to her. But uh, she does a bunch of stuff. She can turn into different creatures, different animals, forms, and stuff like that. She fights with this entity, tries to help out Cyborg and Zatanna, get them out of there. Same time, Harley and Ivy plot a... plan to go to that area and deal with the weird growing blob entity themselves. (laughs) Along the way, they, they are spending some time at a friend's house and Livewire just happens to appear, and we find out that Livewire was dating this girl, but they kind of broke up. So, Livewire's just there to get her shit and get out, and wants Harley and Ivy out of the place. Uh, but you get to see things happening with them. What's going on? You get to see what happens with. Harley and Ivy along the way trying to find this mass blob of nastiness that's taken over the city. And we also get to find out what's going on with Gordon, who's lost his mind and wants to kill Harley and take him out. But oh yeah, this is an introduction to me for another. New, this Vixen character is another new character for me. At least I don't recall ever seeing her before. But she's definitely interesting. So that was enjoyable. Still having fun with that run. Then I checked out Hosung Sung Pak. I got this one because it's an autograph comic. And I was thinking it was going to be a comic. But we get a couple... Couple tiny little storylines in here, which are enjoyable. Great little stories, got me intrigued. It's got a whole martial arts fighting ring with a specialty type arena. It's just and inside it says song Pak, bringing martial arts to new new dimensions." And they do great with the fight scenes. They do great with all that. Uh, they have a nice interesting layout for a fighterama. But then you get in the middle of it and it goes to basically introducing you to Ho Sung Pak and what he all does I and mean, he he is Raphael in uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two and three from the nineteen nineties, those movies. He played Raphael. And they have a little question and answer segment through here. You get to check out it. If you get it, they also show you him doing some of his grand champion karate moves. And I like this one, two page layout they have. I remember that because I used to have that martial uh, martial arts magazine with that uh, picture on cover of it so I remember reading about him back in the day and being interested in his line of work but we get some advertisements for other borderline style uh, other Cardia comics is the name of the company but we got this borderline one with these two characters that looks interesting. It's a balance of power that's just shifted. Looks like one's like the Yang, one's like the Yang of the group. He's all that stands between us. She's all that stands between him and us. And a hostile universe. But then we get another Iron Road storyline that kind of flows off the other one too, and you get that story and it's just it was really enjoyable I I wasn't much of a comic. It was just finding out that it was that character not even knowing when I was going into it that it was that character. and then I got his autograph on here. It's a limited number of autograph comics that they did. And of course, on the back cover, they got him with his head off in his Raphael costume, which is pretty funny. But then we got Ink Blot number fourteen. Again, still fourteen issues in, and I'm I'm still rooting for the cat. I still think he's the the good one out of everything and everybody around in this storyline. This one we start out with a floating floating village on the open waters a girl that's got some powers that she can control the oceans and float fly around and she's just like all ready to destroy this character send him back to the depths of the ocean back to the mermaids back to the creatures that he supposedly knows and she's like all ape shit against and some of these characters kind of like save him and the cat and and the cat pretty much takes care of himself but you see him with a little air bubble around his head so he can breathe underwater with the cat wrapped around his neck but and then these the squid entity, shark entity uh uh Swordfish entity, and then uh uh what's it called with all the tentacles hanging off them jellyfish entity, sitting around talking to him, explaining things, what's up what they're gonna do, what he should do, they send him back to his ship when they do this girl's like all taken over the ship already, and she sees the cat way up in the mast his claws ripping the mast, mast open of the ship as he's sliding down the mast and while they're focusing on that these characters come up out of the water along with Ilovanos the character that she tried to get rid of and drown and they attack the ship and destroy things and things happen between the girl, the cat the ship but I still don't take it that the cat's the bad guy in this, I, I if you look at what he does in this issue again, he's helping the good entities out, not the bad entities, not doing se- anything separately bad. So, I, I, I'm still rooting for the cat, damn it. And then, because of the Phantom start, we did a little deep dive on the Phantom. We checked out the Phantom, the first comic was from let's see here. Uh, looks like not early 90s 93 but we get to find out the phantom how he works how t- all the tribes uh know the phantom from how he's helped him out how he works with the animals uh, his different powers and stuff like that and when he he has two rings one that's cross swords like Rick And one that's a skull ring. And if he helps you out, you can, you may end up with the ring symbol of good on your body. And that will protect you and the skull single, the phantom skull ring is the bad side. But a character ends up stealing a ring a phantom ring the good one the cross one and notices that people look at him differently because he's got the ring and so he starts taking advantage of people taking advantage of tribes start getting them to give him all their gold and all that stuff in the name of the phantom and you get to see how he gets gets his just dues for being a little thief in a scoundrel and and we get a girl phantom story that goes to walks, which is also enjoyable. You get to see how she deals with the phantom powers and her abilities and how she helps out some tribes from some cutthroats along the way. And then they go into an fa- a old vintage phantom classic story, The Saboteurs. Which was also interesting how they're going to take out rail, a railway to basically screw some people over and see how the Phantom works with them back in the day. And these go back to the old uh, Hitler era days and stuff like that. So you get to see a lot of things that relate to that, the old World War, World War II era and stuff. Then on the back page, you can have your own phantom ring. In fact, they have four different rings that they're offering. Three are from Australia and come in, in small, medium, or large sizes. And the fourth ring is from Sweden and fits all finger sizes. But yeah, you can get a skull ring and a phantom ring. And skull ring with glowing eyes and the good mark ring. And <laughs> so, yeah. But that was really enjoyable. I was not i i back in my childhood when I got my grandpa's comics. that's when I was introduced to The Phantom the first time. wasn't really big into the character, but grew into it and enjoyed this little deep dive. The next one I checked out was also from the early nineties. And it starts out with the legend of the phantom, gives you that whole history. The phantom, a legend that has endeared for over four centuries and is as strong today as it ever was. But who is the phantom? Who is this mysterious masked figure who strikes fear into the hearts of evildoers? For the answer to that question, we must go back in time and start at the beginning of this incredible story. As we progress, you the reader will learn many of the secrets behind the amazing legend of the phantom. Start out with a little phantom story called Marine Land Drug Menace, where we see some characters doing evil with the porpoises, with the dolphins. You're sitting there putting these drug these collars on the dolphins that have these pouches on them full of drugs and radio equipment so they can track them and stuff. And the Phantom's just out playing around water skiing, water skiing behind a couple dolphins. So he's doing his own, taking advantage of the dolphins by sticking things in their mouth and making them pull them around the ocean so he can water ski. But as they do, this, he kind of like loses control and wipes out and he comes as the dolphins, his two dolphins take off and they come back with a third dolphin. And he finds out that this dolphin got hit by a propeller, got all cut up, has this collar on him with the drugs on it. And so the Phantom looks into that story and you get to see what happens with all that. And it's a very fun, interesting, uh, mystery and it even includes the phantom having to deal with sharks. The reason I love it is cuz the cover of this one has the phantom water skiing behind two dolphins while a giant shark's just coming out of the water behind them ready to bite them. And then I checked out 4 issue run of the phantom 2049. Each one has little posters in them and stuff, but this goes into the future with the phantom. And along with it, we get to learn at the phantom over the years how many different phantoms there were and how this phantom's adapting to the times and learning about his powers and dealing with all the people around him. goes back and forth from the city to the tribal areas and we also get to see a a female phantom. That thinks she's the only phantom out there, and they clash, and things happen between the two of them. But, yeah, I was very happy with that. The phantom. Who'd know? I thought it was going to go in the sale pile. I ended up liking it, and it's staying in my collection. So, at least those ones were. And then the last ones we're going to talk about, we checked out Simeo. Symbiote Spider-Man Crossroads, I know I read a lot of comics this week, so I got to get caught up going through them before I completely forget what I'm talking about. But in Symbiote Spider-Man, when Carnilla, queen of the Norns, tried to take possession of a particular Norn stone, she inadvertently sent the stone and Spider-Man into the Crossroads dimension. Traveling through dimensions with the Hulk, who is now bonded to the Nornstone, Spider-Man finds himself in the grips of the eternal enemies, the Deviants. This was an introduction for me into the Eternals, which I didn't really know much of. I didn't go see the new movie. The Hulk has a stone stuck in his head, and it has got him turned into a giant lizard creature. We get to deal with Doctor Strange and some other characters through here, and this was a lot of fun. Great ending to that five issue run, and uh, I'd go further, but I'm running out of time, so I'm gonna leave it there. I'll be right back with you with MS health stuff right after this. All right, yeah, with Symbiote Spider Man, I just want to finish off a little bit on her. It's a great last two issues with the whole Hulk, the gemstone, all these other characters coming in people that want to steal the gemstone, the people that are trying to protect the gemstone. It's just a big collaboration, a lot of fun, and it was a great introduction into the Eternals for me. My first, first that I know of introduction kind of made me want to see the movie, but yet all the people I heard talking about the movie, the most of, majority of them said that you could have cut half the movie out and made it a way better movie. So I don't know. I wanted to see it, see it long winded winded because of that, when I can see it for free. Oh, with my subscription to Disney plus here, probably coming up in no time. So I'll wait for it then instead of seeing that one in the theaters, although it probably looks cool in the theaters with all the en- elemental scenes, but maybe the second one, which would probably have a lot more action. Hopefully you get beyond the whole introduction stuff but let's get to the health and wellness part is portion of this ms portion whatever let's talk about it. yeah it's um a ginger cucumber detox soup it's like it's getting to be the end of the year everybody wants to start doing their detoxes flush out the people that want to try and get healthier for the new year and stuff so i'm looking for what i am going to do for the new year after all holidays are over and what i'm going to try out next i could never get into the juices they just make me they're just so damn nasty most of them but i figured this one looked like a good one to maybe try out Uh, basically what they're doing is I'll give you the basics of the different ingredients. Like Cucumbers, they're excellent for detoxing because they are mainly water. They flush out, bloat, and help with hydration. They are also full of electrolytes and help reduce inflammation. Cucumbers are also high in vitamin A, C, and K, calcium, and potassium. Ginger is a great source for nausea, digestion, and as a decongestant. Cayenne pepper is anti-flu, anti-fungal, anti-inflammatory, aids in digestion, a pain reliever, and is a great source for a sore throat, or it's great for a sore throat. It is also wonderful for detoxing because it is considered a circulatory stimulant. Uh, Lime juice is a good source of vitamin C. And helps to cure scurvy and gout. I tried out sweet limes yesterday. Wow. Not at all what you would expect. You'd expect a little hint of lime in there? No, these things are just super sweet. Not something I really cared for. It's not a sweetness that I enjoy. It's kind of like a cheap, crappy, sugary sweetness. But yeah, it was very weird knowing that it was a lime. It tasted more like a blander orange. But according to organ facts, organicfacts.net, lime contains acids that break down the macromolecules of food. It also stimulates the digestive system and increases the amount of digestive juices. Plus, it's good for your skin. And I'm glad I only bought one of those sweet limes because they're a bucket piece and, you know, limes are tiny. But uh, (laughs) I I keep going back to it. It just really surprised me when I bit into it because I bought a new bottle of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, tequila. I got his, uh, the brown colored one. That is, it's got a very strong vanilla flavor and smell to it. As soon as I popped the cork on that baby, I instantly just smelled tons of vanilla. I wonder if I could use it as a vanilla extract. I might have to consider it because all vanilla extract is. You take like a few vanilla beans, slice them, stick them in a bottle, fill it full of vodka, and that's vanilla. Give it a few months and you'll have a perfect bottle of vanilla. So with it being in tequila, it had so much strong vanilla smell to it, I, I want to actually try that in some type of baking see how it comes out. But, uh, yeah, it, I'll, the clear uh, Dwayne Johnson's tequila is my favorite. The Respisoto, I believe it's called. But, yeah, the brown ones are always stored in those oak barrels or some type of barrel and you get that whiskey type taste and kind of ruins it. It's one I'll keep for just doing shots it's a good shot tequila but for my little glass of lemon juice ice and tequila I'll stick with the clear version but don't know why I'm getting on a rant about that. The other thing is parsley contains vitamin A, C, and K which aids in having a healthy immune system. Basically, when it comes to real food, you can't go wrong. You just know that when you're feeling bloated, you can try this or use this for a detox. So the ingredients for this detox uh, juice is two cucumbers, a two-inch knob of ginger, a half a lime, one cup of parsley, and a dash of cayenne pepper. I mean, this is a perfect mixture of some very high high quality body enhancing foods that we could we can use with m s uh peel the cucumbers, remove the skin from the lime, and turn your juicer on. Juice the parsley, the ginger, the lime, and the cucumbers. Pour over ice and add a dash of cayenne pepper or more to your liking. Uh, Yeah, I don't have a juicer, but that is one I would like to try and check out. And I was looking at a, possibly getting a juicer, but they're so damn expensive for a trial thing, so I want to go into a juicing place and have them make me up that one to see if it's something I could handle because if I can handle it, then yeah, I'll do a month long or a week long i'm not sure detox liquid detoxes can be bad for you so you're probably better off doing week long with those you don't want to totally flush your system out but montel williams has a living well health master blender that you can get and they're up there in price but it's a good quality blender i've heard him talk about it and uh he does did a lot of juicing with it when I was listening to him talk about it, so there's a good possibility it's a high quality enough that it'll last a long time and you're not replacing it within a few months because a lot of things break easily. Uh, if you're going to use herbal supplements instead of natural foods, just watch out for them. There are DNA tests you can take to find out whether or not they're helping you uh keep up on your you should be getting yearly blood test. It's a good way to keep track of your vitamin D's, your K's, your all your different things and see where you're standing and then you can adjust things accordingly with supplements if you believe they're helping you, but uh most herbal supplements You might want to think twice before spending all that money on, I mean, Christ, you can spend 40, 50, 60 bucks a month a bottle, if not higher. I mean, I know certain vitamins you can spend 150 bucks a month for a bottle of natural crap and uh, you might not be getting any benefit from it at all. Using DNA analysis, it suggests that many plant-based remedies on the market today may be made of cheap fillers such as soy, rice, and wheat or contain weeds and potential harmful contaminants. I and mean, some of those weeds can really mess you up, especially those ones that have tiny little thistles in them that you don't see and you're grinding that shit up and putting it into a powder aspect. And letting it dissolve in your stomach, and all of a sudden that shit latches onto your internal intestines and stomach lining. And no, that's not good at all. Uh, they found that one third of the supplements contained none of the plant indicated on the product label, 59% were contaminated with botanicals. That were not listed on the ingredients list, including some that are considered toxic or allergy producing or other potentially hazardous substances. Only two out of 12 companies that they tested sold supplements that were completely genuine and free of plant substitution fillers or contaminants. Uh, And the funny thing is some of these parents that have these kids with these allergies and all these things. They're throwing these things down their kid's throat thinking they're doing their kid good and they could be doing their kid harm. And don't take my opinion. Talk to your doctors and stuff. But most of these people are people that won't talk to a doctor. They won't take a vaccination. They won't do anything. But they don't realize how potentially life-threatening they're doing things to their children by doing stuff that they know little or nothing about. Without talking to a professional and learning about stuff, they just read the label or they just read headlines and don't read the stories. They don't pay attention to nothing. They just, they're headliners. They like to just focus on the first sentence and then skip everything else. And then they turn their opinion into everything. And their opinion, of course, means it all and is always correct. So watch out for those type of people. But. Yeah, it's definitely got to look into your things, and you can do DNA tests and check to see where you're sitting with your levels. You can do your yearly blood tests to see, and I just check with my doctor, keep up on things, ask him about certain things, ask her about certain things. Uh, my PCP, she's wonderful. She keeps me up to date on things, lets me know where I'm lacking and stuff, got my wife in through her and they've been, they just gave her some suggestions for some things she had that were a little bit off. Uh, A lot of people have been talking about assistance, trying to get help with medications. Christ, some of our MS meds can cost $40,000 a month on up. It's, You got to try and figure out how to cover that between your insurance and your pocketbook and end up bankrupt, lost, just in the system, stuck, unable to help yourself. But you can go to places like needymeds.org has a whole list of diagnosis-based assistance programs for people with multiple sclerosis. Uh... You can also look up camps and scholarships for MS, uh, diagnosis-based assistant programs, uh, read more up on multiple sclerosis, learn things about chronic, serious or life-threatening illnesses, neurological brain stuff, nerves and seizures, all autoimmune diseases, all immune disorders, all kinds of different types of assistance and help that you can get to get through this nightmare. Once you find out that you've been diagnosed and now you're like, Oh, what am I going to use to, to get through the program? What program is going to help me to cover this type of medication? It's like, they want me to go on the certain medication. That's a few hundred thousand dollars a year for one person. And there's how many people out there with multiple sclerosis, they're on this medication. So yeah, it's, it makes no sense how they regulate all these symptoms and the medications that go along with them and how they're supposed to help the people out because i mean once you get diagnosed with a chronic illness pretty much right there your life is upside down you're probably going to lose your ability to earn the money that you used to uh you might be lucky enough to earn half of what you used to by doing part-time gigs, stuff like that. You may lose your working ability altogether. Uh, you may have to find a new style of work, working from home, working off your computer, things like that. And it's going to take a while. It's going to take money to get that going. And it's going get, to gonna get yourself set up the way you want to get set up. Uh, But yeah, that's a, thing a way that you can help yourself find some things that might be able to help you out a little more and get through that nightmarish start and most of the drug companies are really good and unless you got a significant other that's making a ton of money running his own his or her own business or working for some big corporation then they'll usually work with you and your insurance company and get you set up on an assistance program that will pay for up to 100% of the uh, cost for your multiple sclerosis drugs. But just look into them see where they can help you. And maybe we'll get to a world one day where we'll have some cures or we'll get these drugs at reasonable prices and not be gouging people that have less of a life than they had before they found out about the disease and they're supposed to try and thrive off less now with more cost, <laughs> which isn't easy. So then we were talking about Montel Williams, little little uh, blender there and he's had podcasts over the years and he's, had his tv show but because of his multiple sclerosis he talked about how he'd go in the back during commercial breaks and just busting the tears because all the pain and everything that he was dealing with during the show and eventually ended up getting away from the show and now he's doing podcasting uh doing helping others out there getting the word out about ms and Teaching People What He Can uh, podcast that I follow is Let's Be Blunt. It's a podcast hosted by Montel Williams that explores the intersection of cannabis, activism, health, and wellness. podcast works to bridge the gap between common cannabis knowledge and in-depth research, while also giving high-profile guests a chance to be blunt about their lives. Uh, what they're passionate about, and what they believe in. The goal of the podcast is to empower listeners with knowledge about the cannabis space by answering frequently asked questions in a simple, digestible way from experts in the industry. Occasionally, the podcast will cover non-cannabis-related topical conversations He did have new episodes every Thursday. Not sure if he's still running them like that. Uh, He also has his YouTube uh, videos that he's been doing with pre-thinking with Montel on YouTube. So you can check that out. It's kind of a weekly podcast where Montel explores issues impacting us all, listening as he talks with experts, newsmakers, thought leaders, and everyday folks on topics that range from the latest health and wellness discoveries to current social issues. That one he's running on Wednesdays or was running on Wednesdays, so you can check those out. But, yeah, Montel's been doing a lot more now that he's not on the TV, but I think he was more impactful on the TV because podcasting world still kind of hidden from the rest of the world. A lot of the older people and stuff don't follow that, and it's too bad he couldn't to kept his show on the air a little longer too, to get more of the MS information out there to people, especially now that once he got rid of his show, more people, more stars were coming out with their MS diagnoses, and he could have got them on the show to get their words out better, and I, I would have liked to have seen that, but I get it. It's a lot of pain, a lot of work, a lot of frustration, and you're dealing with a disease that causes you tons more pain, frustration, irritation and he d- was on the airs air on the TV airways for quite some time so it's yeah these are easier revenues for him to do his stuff and hopefully people still get the word as much as they did before when he had his show but I like following Montel. He's a good man. I just don't know why he was able to get help through the Madison College network with his multiple sclerosis and yet I look for programs that they could that I could sign up for through there and get set up with and of course the little man isn't noticed at all, doesn't get his calls answered. His messages answered, his letters. Nobody responds. Same with the newspapers and all that. They're all the same way. But, (laughs) But yeah, it's December. It's the week of Christmas. I'm going to end this with a little Christmas traditions. A little history of Christmas traditions in America, from Christmas trees to greeting cards. Let's see, Christmas Trees. The first American Christmas tree can be credited to a Hessian Hessian, Hessian 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 soldier by the name of Henrik Rodmore, who was captured at the Battle of Bennington in 1776. He then went to work for the farm of Samuel Denzel in Windsor Locks, Connecticut where for the next 14 years, he put up and decorated Christmas trees in the Denslow family home. That's one hell of a job. (laughs) I'm assuming he did more than just the Christmas trees for him. The first retail Christmas tree lot was established in 1851 by a Pennsylvanian named Mark Carr, who hauled two ox sleds loaded with Christmas trees from the Catskill Mountains to the sidewalks of New York City. New York City? <laughs> the first president to set up a Christmas tree in the White House was Franklin Pierce. And the first president to establish the National Christmas Tree Lighting Ceremony on the White House lawn was Calvin Coolidge. It's like, Franklin Pierce, that name does not ring in my head anymore. Anymore, I don't remember that name as a president. I'm old. My brain's broken. In 1882, the first tree lights were sold in New York City. Well, if that's one of the first places they are handing out Christmas trees, that makes sense. Christmas cards. The first American to print and sell Christmas cards was Louis Prang of Roxbury, Massachusetts who began publishing cards in 1875. President Dwight D. Eisenhower is given credit for sending the first official Christmas card from the White House. An art print also became the standard Christmas gift for the President's staff, a practice continued to this day. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Way. The first department store Santa was James Edgar, who during Christmas seasons beginning in 1890 would wander about his store, the Boston Store, in Brockton, Massachusetts, dressed as Santa Claus, talking to the children of customers. Now, if you dressed up and wandered around the store talking to children, you'd probably get arrested. <laughs> COVID times now you can't even sit on Santa's lap. Thankfully. You can sit on a chair next to him. Other Christmas customs. Ever wonder how the custom of giving Christmas gifts originated? The ancient Romans gave each other gifts on calends for the first day of January. And the practice spread throughout the Roman Empire. And he's Pricks would sit there and give presents out, but yet they'll hang a man for just his beliefs and some things he does, nail him to a cross and <laughs> fucking Romans. <laughs> I hate the Romans just from history. It just they always drove me nuts. Eventually, Christians moved the custom to december twenty fifth. Although many Christians still give gifts on January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, commemorating the manifestation of Jesus, divine nature to the Magi. As many mince pies as you taste at Christmas, so many happy months will you have. Oh, those mincemeat pies. (laughs) Dad liked that crap. Some, I think, mom would make a special batch just for him. He's the only one that would eat the nasty things. But, yeah, basically Christmas. One giant lie. (laughs) It's like Christ was supposedly born in, like, July, and they put it in Christmas. They started giving gifts in January. They moved it to December 25th. Basically, December 25th is just one big lie, the way it sounds. But, that is December. That is Christmas. Information for you. A little something. A little something, something to enjoy. Then, we will end it there. That's it for today. We talked enough. So, you have a great day. You be good to yourself. Be good to others. Kick the shit out of the monster. We got this. You got this. Tell a friend about us or an enemy. I don't care. As long as they listen, subscribe. Just like, subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever. And we'll deal with the telemarketers while you enjoy your day.